When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, welcome to Unchained with Patrick Roycey. As always, we are actually doing a quarantined edition this week for uh, for various reasons. What's up, Mr. Roycey? How are you from your house? I'm uh, I'm all right. Uh, we're uh, we're doing okay. I kind of tried to set up. I'm I'm still not a Zoomer, man. I'm still having trouble with the Zoomer. I've tried to get it onto my uh, my uh, laptop, but uh, hasn't failed. So we're on the phone today, which is okay. It's a, you know I got I got Zoom one place on my telephone. That's it. Yeah. Zoom I is. I don't like uh, Zoom. I don't like Zoom. You don't like Zoom. No. Technology's great. Zoom Zoom is. I'm I'm. Hoping that once the pandemic is done, we, we can actually go back to doing things in person. But yes, that would be nice if we could get. Uh, I actually got a uh, football player calling me at home tomorrow, so that's nice that you get to actually interview somebody. Really, I don't want to. I don't want to mention any names, but anyway, supposedly I'm getting a guy to call me, so that's good. Golfers, Vikings, think, uh, what? Huh? Huh? I said golfers, Vikings. Can can you give us a hint? No, no, I don't want to give any. Hints. All right, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, what do we think of those gophers Saturday night? <laughs> uh, now things are looking good for winning the West, by the way, since, uh, the Packers are now down to Tom Matty as their starting quarterback or Brad Davison could be starting point guard and quarterback. Not only is Mertz tested positive, but his backups tested positive, uh, supposedly. So it must've been in the quarterback room. So. Any, the, the backup didn't practice yesterday. The third stringer didn't practice yesterday either. And the, the first stringer, who they were lucky to get rid of, that Jack Cohn, broke his foot. You know, yeah. so Mertz came in, and now, uh, so now they got to go to Nebraska. I think they still have. Uh, they got, they got like three tough games in a row. And if Mertz best tested positive, he can't play for three weeks. So that's. Uh, and meanwhile, the Gophers get to go to Maryland, where despite their miserable effort on Saturday are 21 point favors. I guess remember, they, oh, remember yeah. when this guy got hired at Maryland last year, Loxley, and they started like three and oh and non-conference games and they were rated 
12th in the country or something. Yes. It's like Joe Salem in 82. He was, the Gophers were three and all, and they were rated, and they had Illinois coming to town with Tim Brewster as their captain. And the Gophers had 50 some thousand people in the Metrodome, all excited. Smokey Joe's first year in the Dome. And then they lost uh, 18 of the next night. No, they lost, uh, what's it? Yeah, they lost 18 out of his last 19. <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> he won one game. He lost the last eight. And then he won one game. Uh, they season opener against Rice in uh, two, eight, 1983. So that, it's kind of like Loxley's uh, doing it in Maryland. So. That, that uh, performance by the Gopher defense on Saturday might have been vintage whacker, Patrick. That was well. It was. They were completely overmatched. Uh, you know, I got a question. I know this guy's the greatest recruiter in the history of sports, according to all his uh, fans. But when you got Kamal Martin, and he's going to be a, you know, he's starting for, as a junior, and Barber's starting as a junior. Yep. And you got your other linebackers. Uh, why didn't they recruit any linebackers <laughs> like two years ago? Where's all the linebackers? They don't uh-huh. have any linebackers. Oof. I, I, it was brutal. That that linebacker play was, you know, they wouldn't have started for wacky. Those guys that were uh, playing Saturday, it was brutal. So, Miss, and this really stood out to me. I think it did to everybody who really watched. Despite all the recruiting accolades of, you know, being in the 30s uh, for national recruiting, and, you know, he always signs a lot of guys early, so we get all the, he won't have Sid to tell us how he's sixth in the country in recruiting in July or something since everybody else hadn't signed their guys yet. But with all that great recruiting, the difference in athletic talent on Saturday was astounding. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Michigan had. absolutely. You know, Gophers have some good players, and they, they're pretty good offensively. But yep. Michigan had 16 of the best 20 athletes on the field, I yeah. would guess. Yeah, they they look. You know, the other thing Michigan has now, they have a Michigan quarterback. They have a Michigan. They should be a running team, right? That's mm-hmm. Michigan. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be a running team, and they now have they now have Dante Culpepper. So, uh, you know, they also he might have finally had it. He's never really had his quarterback since he's been there. Our body, this Milton kid, not a great passer, but uh, he would frighten me when he breaks out of the pocket. So, uh, so that kid's what six five. 6'5", 235, 240, and he comes from Pahokee on Lake Okeechobee. As I told you when we talked the other day, uh, it's uh, one of those towns that uh, has, uh, I saw, I looked it up, the average income is 14,000. Yep. And you don't, you don't like to miss the light. Because <laughs> you go right through it if you do. It is a hard-nosed town, you know, with a, a legendary football program. One reason I think being when somebody comes to Pahokee to play, they just want to get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> they don't. They don't want to make anybody mad, and they want to get the hell out of there. And allegedly, they train their the athletes, the football players, trained by chasing rabbits. <laughs> you know, no kidding. Through the jungle and stuff, so yeah, it's uh, he's a tough, he's a tough kid, tough kid from a tough guy town right there. PJ seemed shook, like post game, he seemed like he didn't know exactly what because I I don't think the fact that they lost surprised you. 
how they lost and by how much I think surprised even him. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, they opened the week as two and a half point favorite and ended up three point dogs. So you, what, what that's telling us is the early gamblers in Las Vegas uh, know that, you know, Michigan's supposed to beat Minnesota. The Gophers have been, we looked at it, the Ripper, the great Ripper looked it up for me. The Gophers were favored in 67 by a lot. Uh, Michigan was terrible. And in starting in 68, they had been favored once. And that was uh, Rich Rod. Rich Rod. Oh, yeah. Okay. Rich Rod's year. And they were favored by 17. And, no, wow. wait. And they were favored one other year, too. They were favored. They've been favored twice since 1968. And one was a, the 0-3 game that the Gophers frittered away was a pick em. That was a pick em. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I think they just look at Michigan and look at Minnesota and say, yeah, Michigan's going to have better players. And they obviously do. They definitely did. Yeah, that that was a, a um, dominating. And the Gophers just defensively they couldn't tackle they were out of position constantly there was nothing about that defensive performance that you can go back now and watch and say yeah but i mean if, if you just build on that there was nothing about it you just looked at that thing and said that's a disaster well uh and and you look at them and say uh you know it's a good thing rashad bateman came back oh yeah <laughs> he, he caught 10 and Ottman Bell with single coverage got one. So uh, why didn't they throw more to Ottman Bell? I don't know. That one confused me. I don't think Manny Matt Morgan felt like he had a lot of time, so he threw to his first choice uh, quite a bit. But those little crossing patterns don't do you that much good. But anyway, I do. I said this on Twitter, and I do appreciate the fact that on a weekend the Vikings weren't playing. The Gophers provided football fans with that crap defense that they've been expecting every weekend this fall, right? So I thought the same. It's kind of they kind of filled that void of lousy Viking defense. I thought the same thing. I, I thought this was your chance for a reprieve to actually see a decent football team, and we say, saw the exact same garbage on campus that we've been watching downtown all season. You're, you're exactly right. So, uh, what's our official uh, stance on? Uh, are they going to try to win any games, or not? are they going to get rid of? They have until next Tuesday, right? Right. Election day. day. They have until election day. Yes. To uh, trade more. They'll, I think Anthony Harris is a cinch to go, don't you? He should be. He should be. Now, it, the, the one thing w- with him is because his contract's up at the end of this season, if he walks they away won't. and signs, it's a third-round pick that they get back. So they probably want at least a third-round pick back for him. But there's guys who should be gone for sure. Oh, oh you mean if they trade him? The compensatory pick. The compensatory pick, if he leaves, is a decent pick. But um, Reef should be gone. Rudolph should be gone. Like, there's some guys who you should take whatever you can get and just trade them. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they're going to – somebody laid it out today, I think, Gessling and the I saw in, our, in the Star Tribune, is they now have $184 million on the books, and the cap's supposed to be 175 and they, you know. What, here's, here's the other thing. Danielle Hunter's upset, right? And he's not going to play. And he wants a new deal. He wants to be, I, yes. I got news for you, Danielle. You can't undergo neck surgery and then demand to restructure uh, your contract. Uh, you're going to have to prove it to him again, right? 
according to, to that note that that was tweeted out, I think by Rappaport last week, Patrick, I believe that he reported that that Hunter's going to have surgery and then wants to return next season as the highest paid defensive player in the league, which I don't understand either. I don't think you can no. do that. It doesn't do you work get the, that way. Do you get the impression this was, it's the neck and it's a herniated disc. So I suppose it's different, but you, you get a little of the Sydney Rice feel, don't you? Yes. That, uh, okay. You're not going to pay me. I'm going to have surgery and be gone. But then, you know, if I was the Vikings now, the way this has gone, I want him to be having surgery anyway. Now, just be back next year when we really, really need you and try to put this mess behind us. But when was the last time that it was that you felt it was complete roster chaos around here that we're heading into the new era of a new quarterback and new i mean a lot of new guys on defense it looks to be like it's we haven't had a real roster upheaval around here in a while have we since the end of frazier probably and the last yeah right around 2012 probably the end of last, yes yeah that's true and then zim came in in 2014 that's probably the last time. But I mean, they. the nice thing, though, now is the clarity is there. There's no, this isn't three <laughs> wins. This isn't even two wins. It's one win. The problem, Patrick, though, is this one. This league is awful. So, like, if, oh, yeah. if you want to trade players, you, you should be trading them today because this is nothing but oh, a buyer's a market. Of, yeah, there's a lot of teams trying to get rid of everybody, right? Knowing yes. what the cap, knowing what's going to happen to the cap, knowing they stink. Uh, you know, I guess the worst part of the Jacksonville trade now is, I mean, you, you trade that guy and you're going to, you're going to get a low, you're going to get a low third instead of a, you know, they're, yeah. you're giving up a high seconds and you're going to get a low third, right? With yes. that trade. That's exactly what you got. So uh, that was, uh, but I, 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 I repeat this question annually when Spielman does his draft preview mm-hmm. and other things. Why does anybody bother? Why does anybody bother to ever interview him? He can't open his mouth without telling you some sugar-coated lie there's no sense and i suppose you want to put him on record for his lies i guess yeah but you know i'm not stefan i mean but what's the purpose nothing he says is usable Uh, except to what you're saying except the hold against him right Right. so then then when when he is proven to lie you can go back and write he said this and did this. <laughs> yeah, That's the only reason to. You're right. I mean, not, there's nothing of value that he's going to tip you off to. No, I mean. Where you the, say, oh, okay. You, you're right. At least when you trade this guy, you can say, well, yeah, we're, you know, we're in bad shape around here. And uh, it just, it just seemed to make sense, you know, instead of, well, no, this isn't an indication that we're giving up. I know you don't have to say that, but you can at least say, no comment. <laughs> yeah, you know? not we're still trying to contend or something when you've won yeah. one game and you just traded away the guy that was supposed to help save your team. But I want to know how long after Cousins' horrible Falcons performance 
did they say it didn't take long because they traded the guy about two days later. But they must have had a come to a come to Kirk meeting that night amongst themselves and say, This guy can't make it happen. We gotta get we gotta get a young quarterback. We got nobody in the you know, there's there's two or three of them. I don't know about the Trey Lance kid if he's played at a high enough level or not. Mm-hmm. But but we got to get a new quarterback who's an athlete. I heard you talking about it uh, yesterday with on your uh, on, from five to six about how much the league has changed quarterback wise since they first signed Kirk. Yes, you now have to have an athlete. Yes, if you don't have an athlete, you're yesterday's game, right? Yep. I mean, and, and, and it is astounding. What has happened, as you pointed out, 10 years ago, the question was, how can you look at any of these college quarterbacks and see who's going to be able to sit in the pile? Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. he would have been a fourth rounder and they would have tried to turn him into a receiver, which some teams still <laughs> wanted to do. They'll pull you know? that, but, yeah. but four or five years ago, I mean, 10 years ago, it would have been, he can't play quarterback. He can't, you know, he runs around too much. And then Griffin kind of, validated that theory for a while by getting hurt right away and all in and Kaepernick, well, all he could do is run the, the run option and, you know, but, you know, if Kaepernick was now at the height of his skills, instead of going through this four year martyrdom that he's gone through and then the blackballing of him and everything. But if he was just like a 23 year old kid getting started, I think he'd be coveted because of his athletic ability, don't you? Absolutely. And arm yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah. But the, the position is the position's changed too because guys have to be athletic. They have to be able to move and they have to be smart. Yeah. Because if you're yeah. not because if, if you just run, eventually you're going to be stopped. But the key is can you shuffle around? Can you sense pressure? I mean that this to me is easily now the toughest job in sports. Yeah. But you, if, you know, Russell Wilson to me is example A of this preceded to Mahomes. I they still think he's the best in the league right now. But watching him play as a rookie, and I noticed this difference right away is he's when he's running, he's observing. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. for years it was just I got to get the hell out of here, and then I'm going to peek up the field and see if I can find somebody. But first. I got to get out of Dodge, yep. but he, when he's getting out of Dodge, he's looking, you know, and he's looking for guys. And then of course, Mahomes does that. And Lamar Jackson does that to a degree. And uh, that's, that's the secret is to see the field as you're running. Yeah. And that's, that's the toughest job in sports because, you know, you got to fully concentrate on what's happened downfield while trying to feel if somebody's coming up to kill you on the side, you know, so it's yes. a tough job. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which, which Kirk by, by the, the way has no chance on Kirk can't feel that. And so he's got no chance to move in the pocket and make, make throws, which, you know, guys can still do. Brady's unbelievable. Still. He's what? 43 now. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, 43 you know, he started, started off, looked old, but how about, didn't we think after week one that the Brady Bruce Arians thing was going to last about two weeks when Arians ripped him right off the bat? Yeah. We got to, we, we need more ferocity and stuff. And you thought this ain't going to work. And hell now they're, 
you know, since to make the playoffs. And meanwhile, Belichick is, uh, Belichick is grumpier than ever. And as Cam returns to normal through three interceptions. So. Why didn't Belichick just lose from the start of this year? I don't get that one. Like he, ba- he clearly it's... bagged all of the, those guys to opt out and they did. Right. I thought he, he was on the right track. I would have started Stidham from day one and said, let's win about two games. He can't play though. You know, I, I know. No, he... that's my point. That's yeah, my he point. He can't play. Yeah. yeah, yeah day one. We'll try to lose and get one of the other quarterbacks. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he looked around at that East and said, I can still win it. But, you know, he's now, now he can't. Miami's better than him, for goodness sakes. Yes. But, yeah, anyway, it's, uh, yeah, I guess, did I, I heard, uh, I heard Levitard yesterday playing this soundbite when somebody asked him some question and he got the, Eight second, nine second pause from Belichick, and then he said, "I don't know." <laughs> that was his answer. You know, I can't remember what the question was, but he was in. He was worse than he was ever was. That I've said that's the most miserable job in sports covering the Patriots because he's just, you know, he's the he's the enemy. So, yeah. But you're right. The league's bad. You know what else is bad? The Big Ten. Indiana is either the third or fourth best team in the East. There's three terrible teams in the East. And, you know, Wisconsin looked pretty good, but now they got me playing quarterback. Brad Davison might be their quarterback. And you know, that's real, but, to, by the way, huh? that's potentially real. That, that he, he might so. have to, but, are you kidding? But, well, he was, a, he was the Metro player of the year here as a quarterback. There so. you go. But, uh, and Nebraska's not good, and everybody else in that, you know, Northwestern's probably the third best team in the Iowa stinks. And there That's, are going to be a ton of kids who can't play. This COVID thing in college oh yeah. is not going away. Like, they're, no, they can't well, isolate them enough. What you find out is if it gets into a room, it gets everybody. Yeah. You know, yes. like, I mean, okay, now this other quarter. Everybody was thinking, well, we got to see if it's a yep. false positive on the quarterback on Mertz, but then the other quarterbacks got a T-test positive. Okay, it's in that room, you know. It's mm-hmm. so you're, you're right. I mean, well, look at Virginia Tech. They were playing good. And then they had, what, 25 cases or something like that? And that Florida? Now, now Florida was the same by, thing. Now they get beat by Wake Force, I think, or somebody. So, yeah, it's it's weird. It's, uh, I mean, un- incredible uh, when it's when it starts festering inside. It's uh, more it's Zoom, a, Patrick. More it's Zoom. A, it's a sneaky little bugger. I'll tell you that. More Zoom. That's what we need. Guys can talk <laughs> on Zoom. They can talk about the plays on Zoom. Well, I was just having a thought that uh, I should probably head down to Florida for about ten days and hang out there because everything's Zoom anyway. It doesn't do you any good being here, right? You can go to a high school football game, I guess. Yeah, but you might get it there, too. It's spiking here. No, but I'm saying, yeah, but you you can take a walk. You don't have to fall on the ice. You know, you can go out for a nice little morning walk and then an afternoon walk, and then you can go watch the senior citizens play pickleball. It's very exciting. By the way, 2020, do we really need snow right now? No. What's the hell? but, But we did pay for our sins of the greatest spring Followed by the greatest summer, 
followed by the greatest early fall. You knew we were going to get this anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. You knew we couldn't put up with this. Uh, you know that, that, that it wasn't. You know, Such made this point, and if the if it was a normal fall, and the Twins had played the World Series, yep. the middle three games would have been in the American League, right? Because mm-hmm. last year Washington won all the games on the road against Houston, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they beat them down there. When would have they played last week, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday? Didn't it start snowing Tuesday? Yeah, I think you're right. They'd still be playing, waiting to play game three, or they'd have to move them to Milwaukee. Or Miller, I was just going to say, Milwaukee. <laughs> they had to go there. Yeah, you, you know what? That's not a concern, that? though, Pat. 0 and 18 in their last. Oh, yeah, that's games. right. It was, that's not yeah. a Twins concern. Yeah, you're right. That's the uh, that's not the biggest issue they have facing them right now. That's for sure. Every season, the Olsons would gather on their dock with all the weeds and muck. No one would go into the water except for neighbor Larry, who would stand in there to cool off amongst the thick weeds. Hey, neighbors. Larry. But this season, the Olsons dropped a few aquaside pellets into their lakefront. After just one application, the water was crystal clear. And turns out, neighbor Larry is a free spirit and a fan of skinny dipping. Hey, neighbors. Oh, my. Who nude? New. Clear your lake or pond completely. Visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. So do you think we gave Sid a proper send-off? The special section capped it for me, yes. <laughs> I think the special section... We're, st- we're starting to get a little uh, feedback of the negative variety I saw in today's letters to the editor. Did you? When we've reached the enough is enough point, and some woman wrote a long letter that they let her run about how he, you know, Basically, he was the hero of white males, you know, and not, you know, didn't do anything for women's sports and stuff like that. And well, that's a, not untrue. No, no, it's not. Not, not a big Title IX guy. No, he, you know, and I don't think it was, originally it was anti, right? Yeah. But this is, they're, they're using up resources. But, but it's not only, it's not only women's sports, it's, anything that wasn't meat and potatoes right yes i mean and anything yes. that you know sid was all about how many readers and well, how many hits i get today and stuff like that he, he was going to write about the vikings the twins and uh you know the timberwolves which just because he felt an obligation to not because they were going to get you hits but basically he was gopher football vikings and and then twins is the to go for basketball and uh he, you know he'd do a little he'd, he'd get a note in on men's hockey here and there and back in the day he used to yeah, do a little sure. more but yes he took no interest in women's athletics but he took no interest in two-thirds of the men's athletics hockey too. i was gonna say too right i mean he just you know back in the day when marouche way back and when marouche and those guys he used to actually take a road trip once in a while at grand forks and stuff like that but there were not many sports around that you know and wow but yeah but that was just to go over and bs i mean he never watched he's like me he never watched a hockey game and saw a goal in his life <laughs> you know yeah but, but I think he, you've, had, you've tried Yes. You've tried yeah. to see a goal. You just haven't. I think Sid thought to himself, this is a waste of time. I did uh, get a kick out of the fact that we, we beat up every sports team in town to <laughs> take out an ad, even the loons. 
it's incredible. Even the loons, you know, expressing their great sympathy <laughs> for the loss of Sid, who I think we could scrounge through those columns and not find a lot of notes. And then the wild, who all he ever yes. said about them was, you're going to have to come back to Minneapolis. Yes, I was just going to say, they're going to be in Target Center within five <laughs> years. They, they had to take out an ad. CCO, you know, they took out it. Fox Sports North. Well, CCO should take out an ad. I know, know, but I'm just saying. Fox, yeah, I Star Tribune, God bless the Star Tribune. They got a lot of ad dollars for that. Boy, somebody sent a link today of a of a show on NPR or whatever we used to call it, 1981, of Sid Such and I as guest on Jim Klobuchar's show I, on, that was on NPR, I guess, but whatever really? we called it back then. Yeah. I have no recollection of this. I have no recollection <laughs> of the show or being on with Joe and Such, but it probably disintegrated into an argument about the Metrodome, I would guess. So, so PBS or NPR? TV? No, not NPR. It was on TV. What do we call PBS? DPR or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, but local PBS channel two. I think I've seen it on YouTube. I think I've seen clips of this on YouTube. I think I have. Really? I want to say I have. Yeah, wow. a long time ago. Oh yeah, Clovey 80, 81 or so. But I'd forgotten about it. Yeah, it had to be the Metrodome or, or leaving Memorial Stadium or something. So like Clovey, Clovey, you and Such against Sid. My guess is that didn't yeah. go well for Sid. But I was still in St. Paul and Sid. Sid Such still had his column. Okay. In Minneapolis, Sid, Sid hadn't gotten that pulled from him yet, but I would imagine it was an argument about the Metrodome would be my guess. Because Such was, Such was such a virulent critic that it ended up costing him his column. And, and I say one thing, Such handled Sid with a lot of class considering Sid had more to do with running him out of the paper than anybody in Minneapolis and get. And it got him over to St. Paul where he was happy. So that was fine. Well, that's good at least. Hey, a question for you. Do you buy in to the fact that if you connect the dots, it makes it makes some sense after the season for Zim to go to Dallas? Well, you know one thing, McCarthy's not coming back. And you know another thing, if they want him, they can have him for about a fourth rounder, don't you think? If that second rounder take yeah. the contract, maybe but, no, I didn't. Yeah, but less. don't you think? I think now Jones is going to go young. After maybe after yeah. failing miserably with McCarthy, what a! But they're bad. They're they haven't been in a title game in like what twenty years or something, right? Yeah, they haven't. I mean, they're. The, the last 20 years, they, they they just because they're the Cowboys, people always overrate their talent. They paid they paid all that money to Zeke, who's just another running back now. They, uh, you know, now they're down to they got some kid off the street playing quarterback, and they're not good. And I mean, but everybody's like, this is McCarthy's fault. Well, no, it's the talent that they, you can't have. You can't have a general manager who's a whacked out owner with his son, basically. They make all the personnel decisions. It's ridiculous. And and they're getting what they deserve. He's a 
he's a raving lunatic, but, uh, but that's what I'm saying about, about Zim because Zim can coach defense and they know that and their defense is God awful. Yeah. I just, there's any chance for the Vikings to dump off Zim and actually do it. They're, oh, they would. This makes some sense. You think Spielman's got Ziggy in his pocket still? I don't know about that. They're so bad now. I don't know, but he certainly has ha- had him there. And so if one of those two guys is going to get fired, I don't think it's going to be Spielman. You know what we're missing here, though? You know why we're missing Sid this week? Can't get the Ziggy quote of how we support everybody. Of course, Ziggy doesn't get quoted much now. It's Mark. No, does, right? Mark does. Never. Yeah. Yeah. But they got to be upset, don't you? That oh, these yeah. Guys, that Brzezinski yes. plus the golden star of Brzezinski doesn't look too good with the Cousins extension. He's going to blame Rick, though. He's definitely going to blame. He's he's going to say, I made it work, but I warned him. This is going to uh-huh. go back on Rick's plate, and that's why I'm not sure that when this is all done, if Rick is still going to have Wilf in his pocket. Well, Rick yeah, I would. You know, these guys are not like the world's most loyal people, as we've discovered in the past. You know, but, you know, they were, of course, Ticey. They just wanted to fire somebody because they hadn't done it yet. So right. they, they liked that power. but. Uh, He's got to be miffed. But as we said last week, if you're going to have a terrible, an unexpectedly terrible season, this is the year to have it because you can't have anybody in the stadium anyway. That place at halftime of the Falcons game would have been so interesting oh, man, to see. No. It would have been toxic. But it would have been fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I would have enjoyed seeing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he would. Cousins is. He's really getting a free pass by not having to face yes. the music. The music yes. in this case being "Boo, you suck." Yes. You know? And it's, he could say it, he, he really go, has got the free pass. And he could go on Zoom, Pat, and he could say, "If I continue to play like this, I'm going to be benched." I know. Well, that's really simple to say when there's basically no pushback on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he can say that, and then they say, "Next question." Yes. You know, there's no follow-ups. Yeah. It's uh he's very uh you know he should him trying to be like Fleck, you know, Fleck, it's all my fault, everything's on me, and then <laughs> rattle off twenty-five excuses, right? That's that's his style, right? It's all on me, except here's the reasons it's not, right? And I, he gives you 15 of those. Sound familiar? Because I'm so stupid, I don't have a second guy on a 115-player roster that can punt. No, he isn't going to say that, right? He's he just, poor him, he didn't have a punter. And and Cousins', is, Cousins attempt to take responsibilities are as annoying oh. as Flex. Oh, easily, and maybe worse. They yeah, might be worse. you expect it from a coach. but yes. Yeah. The because the, you know, but the, here's what they have in common: neither of them mean it. <laughs> oh hell no! And Cousins knows. I mean, the follow up is, you know, Sean Mannion's your backup, right? Sean Mannion yes. playing. They they yes. showed that. They showed that the Falcons game. If you're ever going to bench a guy, it's halftime of the Falcons game. Yes. If you don't do it, then you're never going to do it. That's true. So, uh, 29 years ago tonight, Buck hits the home. Nah, I mean, uh, Jack Morris. Yeah. Tonight, right? Yes. 27th, right? Yes, 29 Jack years Morris ago. Jack Morris game. And I was sitting, I was watching TV last night about 12.15. I looked at the 
o'clock, and I and so I tweeted this out. It was right about then when Jack came into the press room in the Metrodome. We're all hacking away, and I hear out of my side of the uh, out of the side of my head, Jack. What do you think about the opportunity to pitch Game Seven? And he says, in the words of the immortal of the late great. In the immortal words of the late, great Marvin Gaye, let's get it on. That's still my favorite all-time quote from a Minnesota athlete. Man, that's a, yeah, that's And great. I said he, cool. he pretty much followed the, uh, pretty much followed. Unfortunately, it was like at 1220 in the morning when he said it. And we were <laughs> trying to write on Saturday Night Deadlines, but. Uh, Couldn't well. tweet it back then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or blog it. You couldn't blog it immediately. Yeah. Right. Quick no, take column. column in, but I don't know how many. That was the night the Star Tribune made uh, one of their greatest blunders. I don't think they held. I think they ran off like they were. They were selling six hundred thousand papers there, and I think they only made two hundred thousand with the uh, the final game stories and stuff. Really? I mean, they had, I think they had the score in, but they didn't have. I was there that night. I don't remember. They didn't have the good stuff. I don't think they held. Then they held on Sunday night, which which helped. But I always said that's like, that's like closing the door after the cow escaped. I think on Saturday nights, it was harder to hold though, because of the circulation and the trucks base, the trucks went nuts. If, if you didn't have that, that, uh, Sunday paper distributed on time, much more so than the. And I think that's explainable. On all Saturday nights that except, aren't the sixth game of the World that was, Series, fair enough. which is the only thing in town anybody who's getting those papers cares about, right? If, Especially if I, after it out turned up. Hey, if, if I had told you after game seven of that year that aside from the Lynx, who of, of course weren't around yet. And you, let's that, remember this about the Lynx and the old Minneapolis Lakers. Okay. The Lynx have won championships in a league with 12 teams. The Lakers won championships in leagues that had as few as eight teams. Okay. And never and 11 max, I think. That's harder. That's not hard. I mean, it's harder to win one with 30 baseball sure. teams or 26 or the NFL. It's not as hard when you only got 12 teams or 10 teams or eight teams. So all are the only championships we've won. In a full season, and mm-hmm. in, in a full season league, is the Twins okay? But it's if I unbelievable, isn't it? But if I had told you that night that this will be it, that we will be sitting <laughs> in 2020 in a pandemic year, and I don't want want to begin to explain how much is going to go wrong in 2020, but that there will not be a championship in this town, I think you would have looked and said, "Well, you're crazy. Someone's going to yes, win one. Somebody will win something." Uh, but I think what you're telling me is, Patrick, you're 75 years old. And when we release death certificates, uh, death, not certificates, statistics yep. on COVID, we always make sure to point out, yes, but 75% of them are over 70 years old, right? Yes. What you're trying to tell me is I should resent the fact it's been 29 years since they won a championship in this godforsaken town. Yes. Right? Yes. 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 But I mean, it's, the odds just would have told you that the Vikings or the North Stars slash Wild or hell, the Wolves back, somebody would have accidentally stumbled into a championship or the Twins again. Yep. 
You know what the closest they've ever been? Because they got their arse kicked in four Super Bowls. When the when the North Stars led the Penguins two games to one. Yep. When they came home and won game three. Yep. And you thought, it's hockey. Anything can happen. And these mutts have already won three rounds. And now they got the Penguins all puckered up and then uh, lost the next three, right? Yeah, lost and, the next three, but they led two games to one and, that time. But beyond, I mean, they 81, the Islanders beat them as bad yeah, as they Yeah, they had no chance in that. Yeah, the Twins, it's, you know, haven't haven't made a run since. What do they want? One, one, one playoff series since, right? Yeah. They Oakland, beat the right? Angels in 02, right? Oakland. Is it? They didn't, and then they, they got bounced. Oakland, yeah. They didn't go to the Angels. They didn't go to the playoffs from '91 to 2002 because right. for, for for a good hop of that, you had to win the the uh, seven team. The '92 team was fantastic and yes. fell apart after the Eric Fox game and the A's series. I was in Barcelona for that Olympics, and I left, and I was a best looking twins team i'd ever seen and i got back and they were comatose it was i was gone three weeks and they were awful i remember in kelly you know i told you this a while back kelly mm -hmm. in a candid conversation with me said that's as close as he ever came to quitting because they he couldn't believe that that's all he could get out of them in september he's right about that i i remember thinking in early july of that year this is the best twins team i've ever seen yeah they are top to bottom they're great and they That that Oakland series, I don't know how, destroyed it. It's the damnedest thing I've ever seen because they were really good and they fell apart after that. I told you I went I covered the All-Star game in San Diego that year. And uh I think I was the president of baseball writers, so they had me out there as one of the scorekeepers that year. Because yeah, because then I was in Barcelona, so Ringlesby had to introduce whoever I got Ringlesby to introduce whoever the the uh, writer, the Spink Award winner was that year. I can't remember who it was. And, uh, but I was out there and Fergosi, that's when you could stand around the batting cage and Fergosi was coaching for the National League and he called me over and said, hey, tell me that bleeping team of yours is playing the best baseball you've ever seen. They make every play. They don't mess up any plays. They're, they're so great in the field. Yeah. It's a little second baseman they got now, you know. You know, and then a couple other the coaches, a couple of the other National League guys joined the conversation talking about how everybody in baseball was saying this Twins team was better than either of the teams won World Series. And then Eric Fox hit a home run, they quit. Yeah, <laughs> it was remarkable. Damnedest thing. Yeah. The, the one team, though, that you go back on, and it's amazing that they didn't go at least to play for the title, was the 98 Vikings. How you fall apart in that game oh, against yeah. the Falcons is as as much as that hurts people, they're right. It's incredible that they did not win that game. <laughs> that game, Pat. Yeah, but you know what? Celebration at, at halftime. It was a celebration. They were so sure they were going to win. But remember what the great Sid. We should never forget the great Sid's angle, which I don't even think is covered by the fifteen rules, which I just tweeted out today. <laughs> well, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl anyway because all the injuries they had. Remember that? We oh, yeah. Angle. yeah. Daniel got hurt. I think Johnny Ramsey. Yeah. 
it became, it's a good thing they didn't go to the Super Bowl because they would have lost again because of all their injuries. 98-2009 was, was an act of God to not at least make it to the game. Yep, but he's, uh, yeah, that team was, uh, I'll tell you one thing, though. One of the highlights of my sports writing life was walking back to the Star Tribune building after that Viking game and that lot. They, they had a lot, still had a lot between the building. Yep. It was covered in these little window flags. Yep. All these people had thrown them in the muck. Yep. And it was a snowy, it had been a snowy, like mushy day. All these window flags. I said, You frauds. They all threw their flag, those little window flags. They were flapping all over town. I have never seen a larger depressed group of people than walking out of the building that day. Going yeah, back to work. I, I was I was probably in there over an hour. Or so by the time I walked back, it was all the flags were. You know, maybe an hour and a half by the time I walked back to right. It was pretty hysterical for a sadist like me. I'll tell you <laughs> that. It was unbelievable. All right. So, so anywho. Uh, final thoughts? Uh, I don't have any. Zoom's gone real. well. You've done uh, great. Outrage thoughts. Well, the phone, it works on the phone for me. The yeah. Zoom works on the phone, but it's uh, when you uh, when you try to do the uh, video part of it, too, it gets a little messed up. So, anywho. All That's right. it. We'll talk to you. Talk next to week. you next week. See you. Bye. Or sooner. <laughs> yeah, probably sooner. See ya. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.